It will be the lore you know. a cinematic masterpiece. Okay. Shrek 2 is better than the original Shrek. Hot take. No, I don't think that's a hot no, take. I, I think, think a lot of people agree with you. It's just better. Um, I'm pretty sure Shrek 2 is the movie that I've seen the most in theaters. Like, ever. Because, like, I saw that movie in theaters probably, like, six times. Absurd. <laughs> because She's I really saw it, like... support independent creators. I saw it on my own. And then, like, everybody... Every child at my elementary school wanted to go see it with a group of friends for like their birthday because it uh, came out fun. in the summer or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was just like a party after party that we went to see Shrek 2. And then my dad wanted to see it when it was in the budget theater. Mm-hmm. Lizzie, we got to go see Shrek 2. Mike Myers is in it. I, I love that. I funny love man. Mike. My- I wish it had been Chris Farley. It would have been a lot funnier. <laughs> he it would like, have been better. I saw the Dinky. I saw the initial Donkey, I am over it. <laughs> Dinky. Slams into table. Onions have layers. <laughs> that's that's like macho man Randy Sid. <laughs> did get a little Oh, Donkey. My onions have layers. <laughs> Didn't it actually go through like three different takes of Shrek because they had Chris Farley and then uh they had Mike Myers, but then Mike Myers suddenly was like, "Hold on a second. Let me redo this, but with a Scottish accent, inexplicably. Yeah, and then he did. Well, no, not inexplicably, because the fucking Austin Powers 2 came out, and that has Fat Bastard in it. It's just his Fat Bastard voice. He goes, ah, I eat because I'm sad, but I'm sad because I eat. That was more like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory, but <laughs> we are uh, get, not professional all, voice actors. We're all over the place. I'm a professional <laughs> voice actor. Uh, anyway, uh, oh right, welcome to the Lore You Know, the podcast where people talk about things that we like. Lore usually. Fran's gone again. I don't know the intro. I, I uh, she's she's out. She's out globe trotting, uh, and so Lizzie was nice enough. Again, Lizard X Lizard standing in, uh, doing her nerdly duties for the month so that she doesn't have to uh, play Minecraft the rest of the month. Although she probably will because we've been playing a lot of Minecraft and that's kind of all we've been doing lately. So that's just... I'm happy to fill in as girl yet again. (laughs) Well, good, because this series specifically needs a token girl character to stand in for, because this week we're going to talk about Fire Emblem. And I want to just get started because I... Ethan, you know this about me. Um, We we play Dungeons and Dragons together. I, I love high fantasy. I think it's very cool. Uh-huh. I think that the dumbest part about it is when they name everything stupid, and then you wait, have to wait, say wait. that and can't then, be right. And then, and then Scrimbulus went to Mount Flargo. That's like your and favorite part. It was there part. that he obtained the spear of Plimbadoo, 
and used it to defeat Gregthron. Your swords and always have two Greg names Thron. because they have a Bankai. It's, you love yeah. naming things. That's true. Well, no, I don't, Ethan, because as you recall, in my campaign, I hate coming up with dumb <laughs> fantasy names so much, I just use other ones from other things that already exist. All right, and I fair. don't come that's up fair. with original names because it's silly. This series is going to have a lot of that, of, of you know, scrimpulous going into Mount Krongor to receive the Flimbo spell. I love that. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to to get through some of this, and then if you, as our gracious audience, hang in there, uh, you you get to have a fun a fun little game at the end that I've prepared for my co-hosts. Oh, uh, is so this a thing? Should I be taking notes as we go? <laughs> no, it's better if you come in. No, this is not a this is not a a, a trivia quiz game. Okay, thank God. Uh, this this will be this will be a lot more of a of just a, a fun little a fun little way because you know Fire Emblem Engage is coming out, Ethan. Uh, and we're here to ride that algorithm, but we're also here to have fun. Fire Emblem Engage has uh, Pepsi Chan as the yeah. main does. character, it's, right? It really <laughs> does, and it's very stupid. Um, but they were like, "What if we have all the characters people like in it, and then they'll buy it anyway?" And then yeah. we all collectively went, "Ah, you uh, got us!" I, I our, love their, our husbands and wives, our husbandos and waifus. Mm -hmm. No, I I love that they just are getting more and more. They're getting so generic with the main characters that it's becoming uh, non-generic. Like at first they were like, I don't know, it's just so and so, and then they were like, it can be boy or girl, and now they're like, it could be boy or girl, and we couldn't choose the hair color, so we just kind of split it down the middle. Ethan, please don't ruin all my jokes for the end of the episode before we get there. But <laughs> but yeah, they were just like, oh, should we make this main character have red hair or blue hair? And then some genius was like, hmm, wait a second. What about both? What the about ultimate both? combo? They go so good together. <laughs> Historically complimentary <laughs> colors, red and blue. I mean, like, I, I assumed it would have something to do with so many Fire Emblem characters either had in like the history of games had blue hair. Yes. And then there were a select few that did have red hair. Yeah. I think not many though. The only the only way they could have made it more on the nose is if they put a silver <laughs> streak through their hair, which they probably did in their initial things and they're like this just <laughs> is the Pepsi logo. We can't do this. I would have liked if their bangs were it's just their bangs were silver. Uh -huh. Listen, I I was I was very much ready to not want to get this game at all because it looks stupid and then i saw you could dress up your characters in different outfits and i'm like that oh that is me they brought back the petting game they got me all right i loved when you could just blow air on characters you wanted to date i don't know if you know that about that Ethan. i come into i come into the house i go out and get coffee i come back lizzie's sitting on the couch and i walk in on her going like on her Nintendo DS, and I was like, "Oh, Lizzie, what are you doing?" And she just shuts it, throws it out the window. She's like, "Nothing, nothing. I'm not doing anything." Romancing. <laughs> That's how romance works. I you don't just know blow why air. it wasn't obvious. You I blow air onto your lover until they love you back. I will say, I do sometimes uh, just like blow air into Sylee's ear when she is focused on something. She hates it. It, it is ruining well, that's our because you're supposed to do you're supposed to do it straight into her face while she's okay. staring at you. You have to you. do it really gently in yeah. her face. Okay. And then on the screen you'll see them be like 
Or if you know anything about if you know anything about how the DS works, you can just scream at it and it also works. So that works too. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's, as always, define the scope of what we're going to talk about because Fire Emblem is a lot of games, and like I said, most of them are very stupid uh, when it comes to plot, which is why I just want to get through the plot. And we can talk about the characters individually later because the plot is a very silly fantasy plot. Uh, it, it's very, it's very much like trying for the epic scale of of other high fantasies, like you know, Lord of the Rings. Uh, but it's in a video game series, so it comes across very Final Fantasy. But the catch is in Final Fantasy, all of the Final Fantasies are kind of episodic, right? Like in Final Fantasy VII, you're not getting references to Final Fantasy VI. You know, there's like little cheeky things that developers put in that are kind of across all the games, but it's not in like a unified world. Fire Emblem looks at that and scoffs and says, we can jam all of these totally <laughs> unique stories into the same contingent universe. <laughs> so all Fire Emblem happens in the same world, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell, except for like alternate realities created by time paradoxes. <laughs> but those are those are just what the, the yeah, I had a feeling know, we were going to go there. I don't know. No. Do, do they take place in the same world? Because sometimes they do, and sometimes they're just like, this is the land of so-and-so. Well, I'll get I'll get to that, Lizzie. But basically okay. what it is is time passes, and it's the same place, but, you know, it's like you know, yeah, hundreds well, of know years in the happens. future. Mm-hmm. So that's usually how it goes. But, it's but we'll, through the ages, except we stay in the Middle Ages forever. Yeah, well, they also right. have magic. Again, it's a thing where it's like, yeah. if you have magic, why would you invest in science? You can shoot lightning <laughs> bolts you, out of a book. Why would you invest in plumbing? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they like it. The wizards would just poop onto the ground and then (laughs) whisk it away. (laughs) That being said, they are all anime, and if anime girls poop, I don't want anime to be real like I thought I did. So, uh, let's get into it. Uh, We're going to cover the Arcania series, named after the nation of Arcania, which is... uh, for those of you in the know, is where the first game takes place. Um, so the first game, it's kind of it's kind of the Marth arc, is what we're gonna cover. Okay. Is uh, is it's the first game that was released, uh, and probably the first game in the timeline, though again, pretty hazy. Um, Wasn't but- the first Fire Emblem game not released in the United States? Um, it was released with like a really weird translation, uh, like an almost okay. incoherent I translation. It's still a really old Fire Emblem game that has never gotten. Yeah, released. there's a bunch of Fire Emblem okay. games that never got released. They were never really popular in the United States until mm-hmm. fairly recently, when until all of certain all of the guys were like, "Wait a <laughs> right. second." I want waifus to fight wars for me and have children with them and have we'll children with that. them and, and pet them and blow on them. I want all of that. And they were like, "Oh, you guys are freaks too." Okay, here you go. Um another thing that's a common theme in this game, um so when I was going through the wiki, uh they don't even do the game titles for most of the games. They just do like FE1, FE2, FE3. Like that's how they define all of them. 
And the games that we're going to talk about are FE1 and 11 and FE3 and 12 <laughs> because they remake these games every 10 years or so and yeah, sure. just just kind of change the name and then the name gets retranslated and everyone thinks it's a different game, but it's actually a remake of a previous game. It's all very fun. Right. We did Fire Emblem Red. Now we're doing Fire Emblem Fire Red. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is pretty much exactly like that. Uh, and then there is the one series that is like Fire Emblem Yellow, and then they re-released the two, like Fire Emblem Leaf Green and Red, Big Red, and it, it it's just a mess. So that's why we're going to focus on the Arcania series, okay. about the nation of Arcania. So I want to read you guys uh the this is uh, i've i've composed a sentence it's a bit of a run-on sentence uh but this sentence will encapsulate the entire plot of this game okay <laughs> so we're going we're going to start here and then we're going to kind of work our way through you know as fran would say she, you know she, you have to you have to uh-huh. kind of get the core concept and then you pick apart all the pieces you don't understand until you understand that whole concept. So we're we're gonna we're gonna do Fran Proud. We're going to try to start with our thesis statement <laughs> and then and then work our way outwards. It's like she's Here's still the, here. It's like it's Man, like she's I, still okay, here. Okay, then I need to think of a method that is not that's the Liz method. The Liz yeah, you're method. Fa- you're just you're just fast and loose, hon. You just okay. you smash and grab lower. That's how you work. <laughs> All right, this is the plot for the first game in the series, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. Marth, who is the prince of the vassal state of Altea, uses the power of the Fire Emblem he obtains from the princess of his lord's state, Arcania, to use the sword Falcon, which he obtains by assembling the starlight shards at the Fane of Ramen, guarded by the man Keet Tiki, to counter the dark powers of Garnef, to then defeat the evil shadow dragon, Medeus. And that's just the whole game. That's what you do. You're Marth. You're collecting all these things so you can slay the shadow dragon, Medeus. Okay, that that was a lot, but that sounds pretty basic it's, it's, fantasy. It's pretty, What's not yeah. to understand? <laughs> yeah. I got every word you of it. You got all of it? Okay, I'm not great. being sarcastic. <laughs> Okay. Well, I like I like Fire Emblem. Let's, so I know some things. Uh-huh. Let's, I'm, I'm the let's, noob this time around. Let's start with the concept of dragons. We'll we'll start at an easy one to pick apart in that sentence. So dragons are real in Fire Emblem, and they're kind of a big deal. All right. So long ago, before humans roamed the lands of Arcania, before it was even called Arcania. There were the divine dragons, and they were epic and cool and super smart, and they all gave each other high fives and were like, we're the best, and nothing bad could ever happen to us, and was awesome. And the coolest and strongest of all of these dragons was called Naga. And Naga was the head of the the strongest, most influential dragon tribe. And so... Pretty much whatever Naga said, all the other dragons were like, oh, yes, that is a good idea. Very cool. Uh, and this was, this was working for a real long time. Everyone was, everyone was real fun. Um, but then something started to happen. The dragon's fertility started to reduce for some reason. What? And, 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 the, 
They 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 got so they they became so brain smart. They they created such a perfect utopian society. They forgot to fuck. They're like pandas. They're just a little right. too lazy. Yeah, they, once they were domesticated, they Except were like, I don't know. Being, I don't know if it's worth it. Instead of being too interested to have sex or uh, too interested in eating bamboo to have right. sex they're too interested in being smart to have mm -hmm. sex yeah and they uh -huh. were they were just like everything's so awesome i don't even want to fuck right i don't even think that having coitus could improve my mood i'm doing so good right now and so the 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 fertility reduced and then a condition on the dragon started to happen where the longer they lived their lives uh their power their dragon power would be so great it would grow to such great power that it would drive the dragons mad. <laughs> so, are you are you telling me, CJ, that uh, actually climaxing would use up their power? <laughs> so, the longer they are able to age without giving in to lust, the more powerful they become. Is that it? Might it might entirely be possible that these dragons just had big, full balls, and that was that was driving them mad. <laughs> They were going crazy. And okay. so And so listen, I don't know. It doesn't it never explains why the dragon's fertility yeah, reduced yeah, yeah, or why yeah. they go mad. So I I'll go with that. I like to think that they were just repressed sexually. I'm so frustrated. They're too smart for everyone. They're mm -hmm. like like yeah, you're right. They became brain get, cells. Where they're like, and then huh, they... everyone's below me, though I'm going crazy without having sex. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> they've gained the power of the vol cell. So no one, yeah. The true, truly ultimate power. So, this was a problem, but fortunately, Naga had a smart solution. They, I'm going to say they because. They reincarnate a couple times as a bodacious babe, but say, also as a big, strong man. Big booby lady. She sometimes With is a big booby hair. lady, but he is also referred to as a man in some incarnations. And also, they use a Japanese term that means king, but it's uh, it's not a gendered term in Japanese. So Naga's just kind of like a cool dragon mm -hmm. that is always really hot, no matter what form it takes. So <laughs> okay. awesome, radical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Naga says, listen, guys, all we need to do is to take our dragon power and put it inside a orb, a sphere of dragon power. And if we do that, we will take on humanoid forms and become what's known as a manakeet. But it will stop us from going crazy. And everyone was like, ooh, that's a great idea, Naga. I don't think we need to fuck each other. I think we just need to turn each other into hot humans instead. Wait, I wanted to put my dragon power inside you. No, in the orb. <laughs> no more sex well, jokes. Well, see, Ethan, you're not too far off because the earth dragons did want to keep being dragons. They're like, oh. put my dragon power in a orb? <laughs> I don't think so. We we don't want to do that. We'd rather go crazy. I'm not participating in the jack-off crystal. <laughs> I do not want... <laughs> To do the J.O. Crystal. <laughs> but unfortunately, all that meant is that there were a lot of Earth Dragons and they all started to go crazy because they did not give up their divine dragonness. So Naga was like, this is problematic. We have a bunch of super sexually charged Earth Dragons that don't want to use J.O. Crystals and they're just going to wreak havoc on the world. And Rutro 
humans are starting to exist and they're small and frail. And if we do a big dragon war, they are not going to survive because they had did a couple dragon wars at that point and they last like nine days and destroy the entire world. So they're like, all right, we need to get rid of these. We need to get rid of these sexually charged earth dragons somehow. So Naga comes up with a good idea during all of those background dragon fights that don't really matter. Uh, they get a bunch of their teeth knocked out, I guess, doing cool dragon fights. Sure, sure. Uh, they win every time, but they do lose some teeth. So Naga okay. takes one of, their, one of their teeth and forms it into a, an agus, a, a binding shield, in fact, and was able to use this shield to seal away the divine dragons in what's called the dragon's table. And so all of the Earth Dragons are trapped in this interdimensional space kind of deal. Okay. And, and the key to keeping them all sealed is the Binding Shield, which has five magical dragon gems that are embedded within it, uh, each, of, each of which imbues a different dragon energy. Uh, so there's the Life Orb. Sorry, there's Spheres. There's the Life Sphere. <laughs> There's the light sphere. Very difficult. Why are they to, not orbs? Uh, they're not orbs because they put their power into no one has orbs. Checked off on them and no. Those are the, oh. There's so jack the off orbs between, and power spheres. So that's well, the difference between a sphere and an orb is that if someone has geode. That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I studied. I studied a little bit of math in college. I think I know how to how to define a sphere and an orb. Okay. Uh no the it's these are different from the their manakeet orbs. Uh, sure, um so sure. when they became manakeets they take on humanoid forms they might still have like dragon wings or like some dragon features but they can use their orbs to temporarily regain their dragon powers. Uh and in the game that means that you can have a character who can as like, we all know a shifter form. Yeah, turn their form based on their luck stat into a dragon. And then the dragon can fight as a dragon. And then they turn back into a human and their dragon powers go back in their orb. Uh, so Manakeets need their orb okay. to be dragon, but they don't go crazy because they're mostly human. Okay. So this is great. Uh, and then, yeah, they made the five spheres. They made the light sphere, the life sphere, the dark sphere, the earth sphere, and the starlight sphere. And these five spheres implanted into... The binding shield that was made by Naga allows all of the Earth Dragons who had gone crazy to be banished away and problem solved. Uh, no more Earth Dragons to run amok. All of the rest of the dragons turned themselves into Manakeets so that they could coexist peacefully with the humans. And everything's cool. Uh, Naga, in her Himhei's divine wisdom... Uh, gives the binding shield to Medeus, who is the last of the Earth Dragons. He decided that he was okay with becoming a Manakeet. Uh, he he is an outcast among the other Earth Dragons because well, he did banished, decide to be so. a man. Yeah, they're all banished now. <laughs> but Naga Naga's like, listen, you're the last of the Earth Dragons. We sealed away all the Earth Dragons. It only makes sense for you to have this shield. Uh, and so he goes, great, thank you for that i will definitely never misuse this and naga's like all right awesome i am going to go bang out a baby and die and then naga does that 
and the name of their baby is Tiki. And they say Tiki is far too powerful. Uh, she could be the strongest dragon known to the world. So I am going to put her asleep forever, uh, which is not killing her. So it's fine, but she is just in forever sleep all the time, forever. Now tell me, CJ. Yeah. How did how did they choose to depict Tiki? Oh. What did what did dragons choose to look like when they have a human form? Surely someone appropriately aged to have sexual intercourse with if that's a thing that they wanted to do. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, surely they chose to just be you know, cool, adult-looking uh-huh, yeah. people. Big, big-tittied. Yeah, big-tittied ba- anime, anime women or big, no, big boobied anime men. No, Tiki looks like a seven-year-old, but she's yeah, got the okay. brain of a thousand-year-old person. It's one of those Tiki things. Hasn't she looks... been asleep for all of those thousand years? They age differently, Ethan, so she also... looks like she's under 10 but she's actually thousands of years old, so therefore it's okay to <laughs> well, romance she's in, she's her. What I'm saying every, is well, that she's in almost every game of the series, and the series okay. takes place over hundreds of years. So even if the first time you meet her, she has like seven-year-old brain. By the time you meet <laughs> Next her in like it's okay. awakening, it she's like so you at do, least yes. been alive for five hundred years, but still looks like a seven-year-old. You do meet also, adult you can Tiki br- someday. You can breed her with a different guy in that game. <laughs> we, so yes. can we? Can we well, have okay, a fun so, different term than than breed breeding characters? Because I feel like you that's really come can. up more than so, once. So jump jump ahead though to to Fire Emblem. All right, you I get like, you get two jumps ahead. Or two, this sorry, is one two, of Awakening. Them. Yeah. I I just have to point out that they were like the game that we're gonna allow players to make to date the characters and have the characters date each other and have children. We're gonna have Tiki in it, but we really want Tiki to be romanceable, so. Let's have Tiki appear as an adult for the first time, or looking like an adult, I should say. And uh-huh. then they were like, also, let's put a new Manikeet in there who is, looks like a child, but a, is thousands of years old. And one. you can romance and have children with her, and she will still look under 10. Yeah. It's super unproblematic <laughs> and her name is in Japan. Let's just say there's dragons. We haven't even got to the first game yet, by the way. We're just defining uh-huh. the terms from that original the thesis statement. Lore. So we have one figured out. Uh, if you recall, Medeus is an important dude, and he's a dragon. And there are other dragons. Okay. So this this sealing uh, shield, it goes by many names. The shield of sealing, which is hard to say, so they probably got rid of that. The binding shield, pretty cool. The emblem of flame, huh. Huh. but it is also known as the fire emblem. Oh, oh the title oh. of the game. Oh. So how did it how did it go from the binding shield to the fire emblem? Well. Uh, again, it had the five dragon stones in it, and it was carved from Naga's big tooth. Naga, when they give it to Medeus, Medeus puts it in a holy place for safekeeping called the Fane of Raman, uh, which is just an ancient structure that the dragons made, it's and it's like a holy bed. temple. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, put this in a place. No one will find it. <laughs> in a huge... Uh, 
big fuck off tower that is just giant and everyone knows about it. You can and, see it from everywhere. And it gets the same size of a label on the map as most countries if you look at a Fire Emblem map. So, you know. Love it. But Medeus is there protecting it, so it surely it'll be fine. Uh, nothing bad will happen. Well, while the emblem is there, uh, some random dude who just is a thief, that's the only, he's not important, he's just a thief, Okay. Uh, named, named Adra comes and steals it. He's like, this is mine now. So he just takes it. Uh, Medeus, I guess, asleep on the job on that one. Uh, he is a thief, though, and thieves can be sneaky. So he takes the shield, and his super genius plan to use this shield is to sell the magical pearls that are all embedded within it, the five dragon stones, to get mucho dinero. And then he's going to use that money to hire a big mercenary army, which is a huge thing in this game. You can always uh -huh. hire a mercenary right, army. Right. Be because he wants to take over the gosh dang world. And do you know what? He does do that. He just does that using, yeah. using the binding shields, dragon stones as <laughs> like pawning material. <laughs> He's able to buy an army. He steals three <laughs> other magical weapons that he uses, I, but he just conquers the known world. I love the idea of him just like going to some kingdom or whoever has the cash and being like, Offering this orb, this sphere, and they're like, well, I'll give you enough money for one-fifth of an army that would take over the world. Surely this won't be a problem for me later no, in the future. No, you, Ethan, he also stole three weapons. You know the weapon wheel in Fire Emblem? Exactly. He, he steals a sword, a spear, and a bow. Fuck you. Oh. You thought it was an axe? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. I didn't think it was anything, but now I know. That's that's the weapon wheel in Fire like, Emblem. Is it anything like rock, paper, scissors? It's similar to rock, paper, scissors. Thank you, Lizzie. Uh. All right. So there's a little, in case you care about the gameplay, it's not called the gameplay, you know, but the, <laughs> I do actually, you know, I love Fire Emblem and really like the gameplay, but we're not talking about the gameplay. It's on record. No. <laughs> All right. No, I do too. So, Adra does this. He successfully conquers the known world, uh, and he decides to call his big new United Kingdom Arcania, which is where we get the name. Uh, it is the name of the kingdom and the continent, because, again, he just... he won. Contr he controls the whole <laughs> continent. Uh, so, he kept the, the main shield uh, after doing this. Sure. And, and so, he was like, this shield... This is good luck. It allowed me to conquer the whole world. So I'm going to keep it and make it a family heirloom. You know, European style. And in true European style, I'm going to rename it too. I'm going to call it the Fire Emblem. And it's going to be a family heirloom for the, for the royal line of Arcania for the rest of forever. It's almost like this has a European medieval times feel to it. What? Lizzie. That is the aesthetic. How did you know? So does he have any inkling of what this thing is? Uh, he knows it's like a sacred relic, but he also knows that it's expensive. It's, it's cool. It's got, it's got a lot of monetary value. So, okay. I, I'm know. just trying to figure out, like, 
because surely it has monetary value because somebody knows what it is. Like they do, they do see. Well, they can use the the magic dragon orbs that he sold to do magic with. We'll, we'll get a back around to that, but uh, that that's kind of the idea there. Um, that's probably why they have big value. Okay. Um, and they do seem to know, like all of the royal family knows what the shield is about. That it has something to do with the the dragon's table and sealing away dragons so presumably they either figured it out or he did just know the whole time but he's like eh, it'll be fine <laughs> uh so so this guy adra becomes the first monarch of the uh arcanian kingdom and his line starts with him so everything comes from there great he was just a thief thief to king what a mm-hmm. what a you know rags to riches story <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> Our noble line is built of backstabbers and thieves. That's every noble line. That's Ethan. every noble line. That's how you All know right. you can trust us. Uh, so after he's done doing this, um, Medeus is pretty pissed off, pretty rightfully so. Um, and on top of that. The humans turns out they're all racist against manakeets for some fucking reason. Literally, no idea why. The cool dragon people that could easily kill them—they're like, "We hate you. We are going to ostracize you yeah, from society." Because they're way cooler. I guess. Yeah, we're gonna sling mud at you and and call you call you dicks. And the manakeets are like, "What what, what do we do? This is not fair." Uh, and so Medeus, who is also a manakeet, is like, "This is some bullshit. They stole my shield. They're." They're prosecuting my people for no reason. I'm going to make my own country. I'm going to call it Dolher. Dolor. This is where I'm talking. Dolor. Dolor. I think they forgot a, v- a vowel in there, but he creates the kingdom of Dolor, which, is, which includes the dragon's table within its borders. And this becomes a nation where the Manichaeans gather and becomes the, the like nation of dragons. Um, and as these two nations amassed soldiers and weaponry and reasons to hate each other, it was only inevitable that one day would lead to war, which is called the War of Liberation for some reason. I don't know <laughs> whom was being liberated from whom, but that is the name of the, the players war. players from the lore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, war, the War of Liberation is just getting started, but before we can do that, Ethan, we have to talk about one more magic item. This will probably be the last silly magical item we talk about. Oh, the but, whole time? Probably. Yeah, maybe. All right. But Naga is very wise, and they knew that dragons could just body humans. There would be no contest, right? Humans have no way to hurt or defeat a dragon. It just can't be done. Also, dragons are like often huge. Yeah, they're they're, like they're the giant dragon dragons. Yeah. They're like they're like kaiju dragons, the divine dragons. So, I mean, there's like in some games, well, in one game, you have a battle on top of a dragon. Yeah. That's and, how big they are. Yeah, and there's like cities built around dragon skeletons. Sure. Like they're huge. Uh, and so Naga was like, well, he, N- Naga is under the impression that humans are going to inherit the earth. It's the elf from Lord of the Rings thing where the the <laughs> they, dragons are they just bone so much. <laughs> they, they will by default inherit the earth. The, the dragons are waning. The humans are coming into their own. So Naga thinks that it's the dragon's place to 
to give wisdom to the humans, to guide them to be better people, and then to fade into obscurity. And so Naga is like, well, the humans are going to need a weapon to defend themselves against dragons because the dragons are going crazy and they're going to have to defend themselves from dragons. So Naga takes another one of their big epic teeth and forges it into a blade called the King's Fang, which is also called Falcon for some reason. But everyone knows it as Falcon. I've, I've pronounced it differently, but Falchion. Yeah, I've pronounced it Falchion. Yeah, there, I was gonna talk about. There's probably a little debate about which one is correct. Um, I I've I also know. said the Kingdom of Arcania. It could be the Kingdom of Archania. I don't know. I don't know the dumb way they pronounce ch in these stupid games. But I'm just gonna yeah. say Falchion. Yeah, and I always said Falchion. Falchion. But Falchion's a sword. If you know anything about Fire Emblem, you know that most Fire Emblem games have a Falchion. It's the Fire Emblem equivalent of the Master Sword. Um, at least the ones that take place on this continent. Uh-huh. Uh, also, there, the there ones that take one... place... Fun fact, we're not going to talk about this either, but they made Falchion for, to be the epic sword of heroes. Um, and then after this game series, they made Fire Emblem 2, which takes place in a totally different place. It turns out when I said known world there's just another huge continent slightly to the west of the original con- continent right called yeah. valent called valentia which has all these other characters and it turns out naga actually made two falchions so that the people in <laughs> valencia could also have a good fun time killing dragons i, got lots of I mean it reaches a point where like they're like every protagonist sh- should have a cool sword but it yeah. doesn't always have uh-huh. to be falchion so uh, there's just a lot of cool swords in the Fire So there's Emblem a lot world. of cool swords. That but not all of them are, are Falchion or a Falchion. But a lot of them are. This, but a lot of them are, but not all of them. This seems... They, do they do other cool weapons? Like you just brought up earlier, yeah. that they had like a whole rock, paper, scissors thing with their weapons. Yeah. There's legendary like, weapons. All so the other pro tags have swords. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have enough time to talk about every named weapon because there are a fuck ton There's in this lot. series. It's like any character that becomes really iconic in yeah. the series, then their weapon is like pretty much always a... Easter egg in yeah, later one of games the, that you can sure. get. The mechanics in in some of the games are certain characters have uh, divine bloodlines or uh, birthmarks, and that allows them to wield certain legendary weapons. And those are the legendary weapons that show up in like every game. So it's a way for you to give like the the top tier uber weapon to one specific character. Like that's supposed this to be is, their weapon. This is not specifically sure. weapons, but it's. It is kind of cute, I think, but every, I don't know actually if they've done it every single game, but they do like to try in most games to fit in two characters that are red and green after Mario and Luigi, which Mm. was what the original ones were. Yeah. But now then like a lot of games have two characters that like are connected in some way that are red and green. Yeah. So it's uh, true. The original ones were like lancers on horseback and so they do bring back lancers on horseback once in a while Mm -hmm. but not always like in one they were ninja brothers yeah and and there's a there's a there's a really good uh video by uh who's that guy's name uh rdg rbg oh bdg brian david gilbert yeah uh brian david gilbert 
did uh, a whole series about the <laughs> just about classifying the Fire Emblem characters because for some reason they come up with new characters every single game, but usually it's just their names and then the like personality and like arcs of those characters are just copy pasted from previous characters from previous well, games. Well, they rely and they also, on tropes. Yeah, a and they lot. also look exactly Especially the same. Especially recently, sure, yeah, they yeah. rely on tropes. But I wouldn't say that. But they rely on tropes a lot, and a lot of tropes that they they love to use. But that doesn't mean those characters are related in any way. No, I would they're say not. They just have tropes. They just love. They're not technically related, but it'll be like. But then they do have characters that have a connection to a character from a past game right but they'll do things where they'll like name a character Celica and then they'll have a another character named Cecilia yeah who will act and behave exactly the same but has nothing to do they don't have anything to do with each other it's like they're in reference to a different one okay they're tropes they're all all the characters are memes I'm they love love to reference old characters I'm slightly more confused than when we started so let's (laughs) let's pull it in there are dragons and there's uh, multiple falchions yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're just gonna worry there's about the dragons one. Okay. and there's a fire emblem. We're only on cool Arcania swords. again. Valencia—that's all you need to know. Valencia, different place. Yeah, Arcania we're just, we're is where focusing we're focused. in. So, so we've that got it. All it. makes all right. so much sense because it's we making, focused. We're, we're 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 expanding from the core. Remember the core, Ethan. Remember where we started. Uh-huh. It's good to it's good to remind ourselves every once in a while. So we got to Fauci, and we know what that's about. Um, we know, uh, we know where it came from. Awesome. The other thing about Falchion is you need some sort of connection to divine dragon blood in order to use it good, uh, or to unlock its full potential. At some point, it literally just becomes, you need to be royalty. There's a magic sword that only elites can use. Typical. This is, yeah, yeah, this is so this was fucked up. I wish that there was some other form of government, maybe based on how much money you have. That could take us out of these dark ages of royalty mm-hmm. and magical mm-hmm. bloodlines. Yeah, to get rid of the class system for a different, better class system. <laughs> Let's get to some conflict. As I said, the War of Liberation has begun. And Dolair and uh, Arcania are at war with each other. And this is becoming problematic. So... We, we zoom out a little bit from the main conflict and we go to a small island. Uh, well, relatively small island. And that is the home of a peasant boy uh, by the name of Henri. Uh, Henri is, uh, he, he lives in basically just like a, a village, uh, a supporting village that is, uh, you know, owned by the kingdom of Arcania. And he's just doing his work, being a peasant, you know, generally sort of the background protagonist stuff, uh, uh-huh. you know, rags to riches story. Um, but during the war, the uh, last remaining member of the royal family, uh, her name is Artemis or Artemis, depending on how you pronounce it. And she is forced to go into hiding. Uh, so she decides to uh, go to the the land of Altea, which is where Henri lives, and to hide there while the war kind of dies down a little bit. And as she leaves, uh, she gives the the fire emblem to her commander. And is this part's a little weird and hazy, but 
The best I can explain it is that she puts it's in the wiki. It says she puts a curse on the fire emblem. Uh, But what the curse does is makes you win in battle. Uh, But it also make you have the big sad. So (laughs) it, it, it guarantees you victory over your enemies, but it also brings you misery. It's so like, it's like the the bane of Conan the Barbarian is <laughs> what isn't best in life. It's always crushing your enemies and seeing them yeah. driven before you. Yeah. So she she puts this, I guess, curse on it. It's called the Curse of Artemis, and it it looms over the Fire Emblem for the rest of its its existence within the royal family. Uh, but she gives it to her. She gives it to her commander and says, "I need to go hide, but you need to win this battle." Uh, and so he takes the fire emblem and he rallies the troops, and the land of Arcania starts to overwhelm the forces of Dollar. They are winning handily using the power <laughs> but, of the fire emblem. But the commander is very sad about it. But he's like, "Oh, <laughs> sad. no! It only affects sucks, the royal so. family, I guess." Okay. okay. So we'll we'll get to the double-edged part of this sword. But for now, it's just a single-edged, super useful sword that's killing everybody. Okay. Uh, if you recall, though, Dolair is run by a literal dragon, and uh-huh. he's getting pretty pissed off at how this is going. So Medeus decides to join the fight using his full dragon force. And again, he is absolutely tearing through uh, everybody, because he's a dragon. Uh huh. But fortunately, Naga foresaw this, if you recall. And so, Artemis knows that the only way to win this war is to obtain the legendary Falchion in order to defeat Medeus and win the war against Dalair forever. And so, while she's in hiding in Altea and she meets Henri, she sees a heroic spirit within him. And she says, listen, Henri, you have to go find Falchion and you have to use it to go slay Medeus. And fortunately, I have a wise priest here known as Goto. And Goto is pretty fucking radical. I'm a big fan of Goto. Uh, He is also a Manichae, uh, but he is on the side of the Arcanias. Yeah, he's on the side of we don't have sex enough, so we should just kind of die out. Yeah, he he is sort of a servant of Naga. He is also of that mindset that humans are supposed to kind of inherit the earth. Uh, And so he he sees the the heroic potential within Henri as well. And he says, I will help you claim the Falchion and you will use it to slay Medeus and be epic cool, and the princess is probably going to fall in love with you. You're going to be so cool. And Henri's like, that sounds great. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a covered in shit. I'm just a peasant right now, so I'm going to go do that because that sounds awesome. Uh, and so he does. He goes and does that. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, part of a whole quest. There's not a game associated with it. He just yes. does this. This is sort of background. He does it off screen. He does do it off screen. Uh, but he claims Falchion. Uh, he has to go to like an ice temple and ice dragons and stuff like that. Yeah. But he he is the rightful wielder to Falchion. Uh, and he is able to use Falchion to defeat Medeus. Uh, again, the, the 
the Agus, the fire emblem, is on the side of Arakia as well. So he's able to do that uh, because you need some sort of dragon connection to wield Falcon, and they just give him the fire emblem. They're like, oh, cool. You've got Falcon. Here's fire emblem so you can use it. <coughs> Go slay Medeus. Medeus is slain. Awesome. So here's where the monkey paw curse comes into play, though, because indeed Artemis did fall in love with the noble young Henri. But unfortunately, Henri's status is that of a lowly peasant. So they decide to raise him up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a lowly peasant who wields the legendary blade of cool forever and kill. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ethan, it's okay because they gave him a kingdom. They're like, you know what? Yeah. From now on, you Altea will be it. a kingdom and you will be its first king. Oh. And he's like, cool, I can marry the princess. And they're like, oh no, but you are still a king of lowly status as Altea is just a tiny little shit Wait, nation. What was the point? <laughs> as a reward for killing Medeus. You get to be a king, but you can't have the girl. But you can't marry much. the princess Man. because of the curse of Artemis. <laughs> and so Artemis is forced <laughs> to marry some other dude. Wait, but so her own curse made her marry someone she did not love. But she but she had to do it to make to make the fire emblem win in battle. Okay. Okay. Probably. So, yeah. So the the curse part is really more the, I told you this part doesn't really make that much well, sense, uh, Ethan. So, like the the curse part is the part that she suffers from. It. It's like the other. Well, the royal the royal family of Arcania suffers from it, and she's uh -huh. the she's the remaining royal like she's the only remaining royal family left. So she is forced to marry some other prince of noble status. And uh, Henri, actual noble status, yeah, apparently. of like real, not just like fake made up. Like, oh wow, you're king of not all these like, peasants. Oh, that's you cool. saved the entire world with the magical blade of legend. Not just reward. Yeah, noble awesome. Status. That's that's super cool. But uh, whatever. Uh, here's the really but who, weird. But part who they was decided. your dad, though? But that's well. The see, here's the <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the weird part because because also Henri loves. Artemis, but he can't marry her. So he becomes a king to his kingdom, but he produces no heir uh, because he never marries or has children. Um, and so we need to eventually get to Marth somehow, who is the like rightful ruler of Altea. Uh, but he is a, quote, indirect descendant. So he's just like some cousin of this guy because he never made an heir. So Marth is the is like the great nephew of the guy who killed who killed the big dragon that wanted to take over the world. Uh, okay. So we uh, so we got to Marth. We got to Marth, the prince of Altea, the rightful prince of Altea. This is just a an aside, but I first like knew about Fire Emblem from Super Smash Brothers uh -huh. mm -hmm. and Martha's and Marth and Roy mm. um in, in Super Smash Brothers and I when I was little I thought Marth was a girl cuz he's so beautiful. He is beautiful. <laughs> Just it is funny girl. though if you look at like the original concept art for the game that Marth first appears in. Yeah. Looks totally different. Oh, the OG concept <laughs> art for these guys made it's, made them look 
absolutely beautiful. But this was back in the day. No, when they were I, like, no, it did it. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like the little like like think of the original concept art for the Legend of Zelda, like the first Legend oh, of Zelda game. Oh, I was thought you meant like the book, the art, the no, art from the book. No, no, they're drawn like that. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> they don't look very good. And then eventually they're like, this guy should be. A beautiful little twink. Yeah. And then they, and then they, they made, that. made that happen. It was that era. All heroes <laughs> they, they, should have been beautiful little twinks. The they hero did do the king thing of legend, they... <laughs> a hero twink. <laughs> they did do the thing, the like 80s and 90s thing, where when they drew all their heroes, they made them either like super masculine or like extraordinarily beautiful men. <laughs> and then all of the ladies were just like hot. Yeah, awesome. I mean, well, they, they like kept the, that part. They kept that part. The, the original, original uh, concept art draws them as like kind of cute, almost chibi-ish in a way. And it's they've got the big, really they've... the really big hair. It's like yeah. that style of like early anime. Like think yeah. of like I think of like Ranma one half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. like that a little bit. Well, and they had okay. like the big eyes and like. But yeah, it, it was all it was all, all right. listen. It's we, a style that we like. We need to get back to the rightful yeah. heir to the kingdom who is the cousin once removed of the guy who uses sword man, and direct Marth. descendant. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful young man Marth. All right. Um so that was that was how the war of liberation ended. Um everyone is cool with how this turns out because really the only people who were upset in the first place were the dragons and manakeets and they're like mostly dead now so awesome uh the the country of dollar continues to exist but they you know sort of just chill more and everyone goes to peacetime um and everyone loves this except for this guy named garniff now if you if you know a little thing about naming theory, you can tell that by with a name like Garnet, he must have some sort of ulterior motive. Bad, yeah, he's like a bad Garnif. guy. Garnet, hard F in his name. Ooh, scary. So, do you remember Goto, the sage manakeet who led Arnie to Henri uh, to the the magical sword? For the sake of the video, yes. <sighs> <laughs> okay, well, I said he was awesome, and yeah. I guess this whole time he was like, I'm super cool, and so I'm going to bestow my wisdom upon two sages, and these two sages are gonna compete to see who's the coolest and wisest and most benevolent, and then I will bestow my greatest spell, Aura, upon one of them, and they will be able to use it. And Ethan, you know in the games how the all the weapons have like a ranking system? So there's like there's like a bronze sword that's like a an E rank weapon, and then it goes to like an iron sword, and that's like a D rank weapon, and that it goes all the way up. Surprise me! Yeah, so all the weapons are ranked, and Aura, Ethan, the mighty power of Aura, the most powerful spell that that Goto has to give to his disciples is a mighty B rank spell. <laughs> oh. It goes up to S rank. It goes also. up to S. So this one After A. So I just want you to know that this guy gets really upset because he his master didn't give him a mid-level spell, but whatever. <laughs> so uh Goto creates the spell aura by using the light sphere. The, the dragon sphere from right, the original right. shield. 
and and so he's raising these two guys to be magicians and sages, and he's going to give aura to whoever he thinks is most deserving. Uh, well, he does not like the way that Garnef is turning out. He seems like kind of a dick, and he seems like he might misuse power. So he says, listen, I'm going to give it to the other guy, Maloa. And you, Garnef, you have to just deal with that. And Garnef is like, all right, well, I guess I'm evil now. And yeah. so he he what? steals the dark sphere. See, CJ, what's with all the super smart sages who are like, you know how I'll breed the best like successors? I'll pit them uh -huh. against each other and give yeah. the loser nothing. That'll really build positive character traits. What's, what's up with that? Well, thing? if you make if you make really good if you do a really good job at the first step of like breeding super children, then the, uh -huh. whatever happens after doesn't really matter. So, <laughs> as that's we're about fine. to see, well, it matters if you're a peasant and you have to do a war, but you don't care about those guys. Okay, it only matters if the royal family is strong right. and they have got d very specific chins <laughs> for some reason. That's I, very important. I understand now. So, Garnef is like, nah, nah, I'm going to steal the, the dark sphere, and I'm going to use it to make my own spell. But unfortunately, the dark sphere twists the soul of those who use it uh -oh. and turns them even more evil. So he went from just being sort of a bad egg to being straight evil. Oh, no. Oh, beans. It's, it's a bummer. Oh, beans. But he uses the dark sphere to make his magnum opus spell, Imhulu, which is a dark spell that makes one immune to all damage. And so oh, he's sitting. That's he's sitting strong. Yeah, is he's that sitting like, pretty good. Like an A rank. Uh, it's like a pretty high rank, probably. <laughs> you don't ever actually get to use it. It's just a plot spell. Sure. Uh, as opposed to Aura, which again is supposed to be the super strong light spell, but you do get to use, and it's like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> it's got high range. Oh, nice. So, Garnef, who is now protected by the spell Imhulu, uh, decides to uh, change his moniker to the Dark Pontifex because he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> and cool. he comes up with a really cool plan. And he says, you know what I think is really going to get back at all these dumb bastards who turn their back on me? I'm going to resurrect myself a dragon that got slain in the previous war. Oh, he wants idea. to he wants to resurrect Medeus and turn him from an earth dragon into a dark dragon. Whoa. Yeah, it's so edgy and cool and he's like I'm the dark pontifex and everyone's going to look at how cool and dark I am. Theme. And they and they're going to be and they're going to be sorry. They'll all be sorry. Everyone will have to match my aesthetic. <laughs> don't don't come to don't come to Arcania on Thursday. I'm gonna be resurrecting the dark dragon Medeus that day. Jesus. Uh-huh. Can yeah, uh-huh. So he's gonna do this. Uh also he steals Falchion because he's like, wait a second. <laughs> that's I know what happened. I'm liking Garnef more now. <laughs> that's you that's good for foresight, man. So so Falchion or Garnef has Falchion and he is immune to all damage. And he's gonna resurrect a dark dragon. So he's sitting with a really solid plan right now. <laughs> so now we finally get to the first game. We have our young protagonist, Marth, who that is- That all happened a, off screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this all happens just between right, you know, right, 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 this, right, right. this background and the game. But we have our young protagonist, Marth, the grand nephew, twice removed of some guy who stabbed a dragon. <laughs> he is forced into exile from his land of Altea. And that is where the game begins. And so let's get back to our initial, uh, our, our initial thesis statement and see if we've got a better understanding of what's going on. Okay. So we have we have Marth, who is the prince of the vassal state of Altea. Altea got to be a vassal state, a kingdom, because his great grand uncle stabbed some guy. He uses the power of the fire emblem, which is cursed to give you misery, but also win wars and lets you use falchion if you have it. Okay. He is given this by the princess of Arcania, the royal family member, so that he can use Falchion, but he needs to retrieve Falchion from Garnef, who stole it. And to do that, he needs to overcome Imhulu, the spell that's making him resistant to everything, which Goto says he can do if he's able to assemble the spell Starlight, which can only be done by using the starlight orb, which is the antithesis orb to the dark sphere. Not the light orb. Not light sphere. <laughs> starlight sphere. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, and so he needs to assemble the pieces of the starlight sphere, which are in many pieces, and bring them together to form the spell starlight, to overcome Imhulu, to defeat Garnef, to get Falcon. Oh, in order to assemble these pieces for Starlight, he has to go back to the Fane of Raman, where the shield was initially, where all of the pieces to Starlight are being guarded by the man Tiki, who's Naga's daughter. And Tiki has been hypnotized by Garnef to protect the pieces of Starlight so that people can't assemble Starlight because he knows it's the only thing that can overcome Imhulu. But they're over. They're, they're able to win Tiki over to their side and get the Starlight pieces to craft Starlight to overcome Imhulu to claim Falchion to use in conjunction with the Fire Emblem in order to stab the Shadow Dragon Medeus, who has been resurrected by Garnef in the first place. This, yeah, this like explains so much about your Dungeons and Dragons storytelling style <laughs> just kind of from association. Listen, it's all about quests <laughs> to get things of greater magical strength that you just sort of ramp it up until eventually you're <laughs> slaying an evil dragon. It's awesome. It's yeah. fucking radical. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it great? So that's how that's how it all works. Now you know the plot of the of the fire emblem, and you know what it, what it all means with perfect clarity. Oh and God, the best amazing. the best the best part about laying out all this groundwork, Ethan, is that now we can get right into the second game, and it's going to be a breeze to get through because the plot is so simple. It's so easy because obviously when you killed Garnif in the first game, this is Fire Emblem three, Wait, uh -huh. by the way, because we're, Fire Emblem two. We're missing a critical piece of information What's that Ethan that? needs to know. What's that? Sword beats axe, mm -hmm. axe beats lance, lance beats sword. Because lance is long, so heavy axe break lance. But lance <sighs> is long, so heavy axe... Er, 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 
Lance is long, uh-huh, so uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it it poke you from further than sword. So right, right, Lance right, right. beat sword, but the but axe sword, beats- but but axe is heavy, I guess, and sword faster than axe. So f- sword beat axe. Wow. And swords are red, and axes are green, and, and lances, lances are, are blue. Yeah. And then if you're using spells or shifters, you just get assigned a yeah. red, yeah. blue, yeah. or yeah. green, yeah. And, and it works the same way. And hor- horse horse good against archer, because horse fast, but archer good against pegasus, because Archer's fly? extra good against pegasi. <laughs> and then pegasi good against horse, because pe- uh, pegasus Cause is horse with wings. More attractive horse. More beautiful. There's also um, actually, I'm so messed up by Fire Emblem Heroes, the Fire Emblem mobile game, that I cannot remember if they have neutral color in the mainline games. I don't know, honey. I don't think they do, but just a fun (laughs) little extra. Magic magic good against armor. I just wanted to confuse Ethan with more information, which is why Uh I brought up the gameplay. We're having a fun time with this. But armor don't block magic. Neutral orbs can are neutral against against everything. Wizard, because wizard except ghost type. (laughs) I've got got it now. Alright, I'm... I'm so stoked for Garnef to be resurrected into Garnefdorf. Uh, you are uh pretty pretty right. Okay, um, awesome. There's always an evil mage. There's always an evil mage <laughs> who's always, trying to resurrect an evil time, dragon. Every game. Yeah. Who's always trying to yeah resurrect an evil dragon. Yeah, it's trope. There's a game or based like, on tropes. Or just like somebody else who was evil. <laughs> what? You're telling me that stories sometimes have evil villains in them? Yeah. What? All right, continue defending your your favorite I only, series. Here. I only listen to Japanese stories where like there are no antagonists. It's just like man versus the concept of clouds. <laughs> okay, we're just ripping on Miyazaki here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Ethan, you're not Completely wrong, or even that wrong. In fact, you're pretty right because Garnif, <laughs> Garnif has not perished completely. The crafty little wizard put himself in the dark sphere somehow. So he put right. his soul in the dark sphere so he could die, resurrect. I simply went to the dark sphere. Yeah, he just put himself in the dark sphere. A little, a little stuff that happens in the previous game that I didn't really talk about because it doesn't. Super matter, uh, but Marth has a a sweetheart, a honey from childhood, and uh, she the, also has blue hair. She also has blue hair. What does that say? I don't know. Maybe okay. she's also a cousin. <laughs> Maybe, but if they're a royal family, that's, that's totally on brand. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. Yeah. So Marth is definitely going to get with with his honey. What What's her name? Is it's Celica? Celica. Celica. Okay. Skada. Oh, or Seda. No, it's if it's a soft C. Yeah, one of those. She's a blue-haired Pegasus girl, and guess what? They do blue-haired Pegasus girls a couple more times across the series to be referenced to her. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kada is Marth's sweetheart from childhood, and they're gonna get together. She's a Pegasus. She's also a princess, so it's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh. But the princess of Arcania, after the the plot of the first game, got the hots for a a young Mr. Marth, a young hero prince. Uh, but 
curse of the fire emblem. She can't be with the man that she loves. He loves another woman. And so she's like, I guess I'll marry the Prince Harden who becomes the new emperor of Arcania. And Harden is like, it's kind of a bummer. My wife doesn't love me. It's a fucking, you're a royalty. Get used to it, man. (laughs) It's like, so he's he's like I it's it's cool that I'm the emperor of everything but everyone loves Marth including my wife <laughs> and the and this kind of sucks uh fortunately for Garnif he's able to use the power of the dark sphere to manipulate the mind of the new emperor Harden in order to twist his thoughts and and be like hey you should you should invade the country that you already own that is the birthplace of your of the guy who wants to cuck you and he's like yeah i should invade the country of the birthplace of the guy who wants to cuck me and so he does that (laughs) that's just what your wife not loving you does to you yeah it drives you insane i don't know whoever uh what was Henri? Whoever the 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 princess that wanted Henri, her husband seemed fine. He was like, I don't I don't give a shit. Like that yeah, guy, went, that, that guy's low low but bread. They, You're with me. They didn't have a a dark wizard hiding in a sphere that was twisting his oh, okay, mind towards right, darkness. Right, 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 right. So so now it's now it's gotten bad. So. Uh, These days, the dark wizard in the sphere twisting your mind is just on the computer. Yeah, it's Twitter. I was just gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. So it's the Reddit incel it's forums. Just on the internet. Yeah. Uh, well, now we have Emperor Harden, and he is invading it's this land under pilled. like yep. yeah. He's invading this land under like false false pretenses, and he's like Marth. The hero king, Marth, he is a traitor, and everyone should go fight him. And they were like, all right, that's what the emperor (laughs) said, and it's feudalism, so let's go do it. So uh, everyone is uh, invading Altea, uh, taking over. Marth is driven out of his home country, and he realizes that he is going to have to reassemble the spheres and uh, reassembled the entirety of the Fire Emblem, in fact. That's why this game is called Fire Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem. Oh. Oh. And so uh, Marth sets out on an adventure, this time to acquire all of the spheres, the Life Sphere, the Light Sphere, the Dark Sphere. Wait, did you say the Light Sphere, the Light Sphere? I said the Life Sphere and the The Light Sphere. Uh, Again, totally (laughs) not... Right. Confusing. Sorry. And Annie's got to get the Starlight Sphere again, but it turns out whenever you use the Starlight Sphere to make the spell Starlight, then it shatters into a bunch of oh, shards. Oh, it does and you have a to Dragon Ball. It does do a Dragon Ball. So he's got to <laughs> reassemble all the Starlight shards to make the Starlight Sphere so that he can pop the Starlight Sphere into the Fire Emblem. Guess what he uses once he's got a fully charged up fire emblem? He uses his good friend Falchion to fucking stab everybody who opposes him. Uh, he stabs the Emperor Harden, and then he has like a moment of lucidity, and he's like, "Oh, I was influenced by the Dark Sphere. I'm not really a bad guy. I've just, I just kind of was in my own head a, a lot." 
Listen, uh, I was looking at a lot of Andrew Tate's uh, stuff, and <laughs> it was yeah. really making me think some things. Yeah, so he gets stabbed. Don't worry, he dies. We we don't get like the the villain gets a redemption. No, he's okay. dead. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, and then. Once he dies, then Martha's like, oh, wait, it must have been Garnif doing all this stuff. Uh, so I better go do a murder on Garnif. And while he's fucking around with Emperor Hardin, Garnif is using all the hot ladies of the land, three of the main lady characters, in fact, the princesses, in order to do a dark ritual to guess what, Ethan? Resurrect Medeus in order to okay, bring a new right. world order. It's but typical. But at this point, Marth already has Falchion and Fire Emblem, so he fucking stabs Garnif. And now that he's got a fully powered up Fire Emblem, he's dead for real. And then he also okay. kills Medeus again yeah, is, for the third time. Is Medeus gonna uh, keep reoccurring? I'm getting strong like Dracula from Castlevania vibes from Medeus. No. So no. at the end of this game, uh, because this is kind of like a civil war. Like it, it became an interior power struggle with how yeah, it yeah, yeah. played out. So Marth uses all this power to reunite all of the lands of Arcania into one glorious kingdom of Arcania once more, and thus gains forevermore the title Hero King. And so he's uh, he's epic. Everyone right. loves him. And he goes into the mythos as the original hero king. Right. Somebody finally got the memo that, like, maybe the guy who's the most powerful will end up being king. And we shouldn't just, like, you know, say he can't be because his, his dad just can't trace his bloodline back to, to when we were all related. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you asked if there were other dragons. So... It just yeah. gets more and more ridiculous the more we talk about how great all these dragons are. They're like, but the humans should take over. They're like, what? Why should the humans? We'll we'll resurrect. We'll because reincarnate. the dragons don't fuck anymore. But Ethan? then they can reincarnate as like different eh, people. I don't know. They just kind of <laughs> seem aloof, like they don't it, really give a shit for the most part. I um, just I have this strong vibe of us like. If we humans came to rabbits and were like, you who outbreed us so greatly, you should be the true heirs well, of this well, world. Well, if the rabbits were wielding little swords and spears and such, <laughs> and I don't like, know, I could be convinced. And like one guy was like, dude, I don't want rabbits to rule the world. They poop on my property all the time. And people were like, that's the villain of our series. Yeah, I don't know. It, they they're riding little like flying foxes in this in this metaphor. It's cute. It's awesome. They're doing little. They're making little kingdoms. They're having little wars. It's epic. All right, you still. Yeah, I'd be okay. like probably rabbits are the next big thing in that instance. All right, so that's I mean that's the Arcania series, Ethan. You know, a lot of stuff happens, and then time passes, and then the name of the country changes, and all of the magical items have different properties and do different things, and all the main characters are different, but are kind of related still. And and I then, love to reference the older games. Yeah, and rinse and repeat for like that's twenty it. games. Okay. What do you think? But then there are some games that they're like new people, new place. Uh new weapons, new everything. Yeah, it's suck. kind of Fire Emblem still, though. We're still going to call it Fire Emblem. Yeah, those games That's suck. That's like hey. the most recent games. Yeah. Did 
do did we cover all of the the heroes that are we know are going to appear in engage with we Pepsi Ethan. Man. not have the time. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan, are you saying that you would like some sort of way to decide which husbandos and waifus you might want to engage with in the new Fire Emblem Engage? You might want to get yeah. engaged to. Yeah, do you sure. do you hear that? Do you hear that background music? I don't. I mean, it's 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 in post, oh, but it's like, but oh. da, 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 I do. That's right, Ethan. We're going to play a little bit of the dating show, Waifu and Husbando edition, so that you too can find your true love, Ethan. I hear that you've been looking for love, and boy, do I have some eligible. Bachelors Do and I not bachelorettes. Get to participate? For you. You're only talking to Ethan. <laughs> well, I don't know how I feel about you choosing a a stylized perfect man or woman to replace me, but you know, I guess I'll have to get over it because I do have uh, I do have some ones for both of you. Oh, thank God! It's all right. Just don't let CJ get by the dark but, uh, sphere, but, 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 or else he'll feel the CJ power knows and doesn't like CJ didn't want me to talk about Awakening because he knows that I love Krom and Lonku. Krom's just that a game. himbo. <laughs> also all right. Lonk. So you're right, Ethan. We do need to talk about all the characters we know are going to be in Fire Emblem Engage. We've talked about a couple, but there's a lot more from a lot of the other games that we haven't got to. So we're going to play the dating game. Okay. Do you know how the dating game works, Ethan? And please enlighten me. Oh, I will. Well, I will first send you to the isolation chamber. And that just means you take off your headphones until I tell you to put your headphones back on. Okay. Uh, and, and while you're in the isolation chamber, I'm going to introduce our eligible bachelors or bachelorettes to the audience and to whichever one of you isn't in the isolation chamber. And then when you come back, you can ask a few questions of any or all of these bachelors or bachelorettes, and they will give you, they will give you the answers to your questions, and then okay. from those answers, you can decide who you want to engage with in Fire Emblem Engage. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. I'm down. I'm down with this sickness. I wish this was just what Fire Emblem Engage was. <laughs> all right. So Ethan, I have, uh, I have you starting out. We're gonna start out. With the boys, that's right. Who will be your husbando? Ethan, get into the isolation chamber so I can introduce these right. eligible you give me bachelors. Like a, a wave when you're ready. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little thumbs up when I'm ready for you to come back. All right. Oh, this is gonna be fun. But all right, are you ready, honey? Yes. Starting off the Bachelors, for this round of the dating game Husbando Edition, we have a blue-haired prince of men and a real heartthrob. If he can't take your heart right away, well, he's willing to double down and try again. Always loyal to his friends, this warrior puts the Yas King in Hero King. <laughs> he's always slaying it and likes collecting mystical orbs. Up first is Marth. Clap, 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 And then I'll, I'll put claps. I'll put okay. like an audience clap in post. I'll, I'll do the little clap. Oh, you'll do the golf oh, clap, I'll great. I'll do this. Oh, very good. Next up, this Lord of the Lance is sure to rampage through your heart all day. As noble as he is fearless, nothing can stop this go-getter from getting his goal from the get-go. He may use force as a first resort, but people still refer to him as perfect and kind-hearted. 
He's got beautiful azure hair and is good with a mount. Let's hear it for Sigurd. And last up, this lapis-locked educator can be anything you want him to be. He spends his days teaching the next generation to kill, but he's hoping someone can teach him how to smile. When he's not working in the classroom, he's working on the battlefield, killing with such lack of remorse that they gained the nickname the Ashen Demon, with likes including being trusted with swords and dislikes being quoted as none. Bring to the stage now, Byleth! Ethan, come back. Come here. Come here. Come on down, Ethan. All right, I'm back. Ah, Ethan. We're so glad to have you. You want to tell us a little bit about yourselves? Introduce yourselves to these bachelors? Uh, hey, I, uh, have been a a long-time player of your genre, but I think that the Final Fantasy Tactics series was better. Uh, so I'm really (laughs) looking forward to the background. (laughs) (laughs) Really looking forward to meeting you all. All right, Ethan, why don't you go ahead and uh, ask a question and direct it to either bachelorette, bachelor number one, bachelor number two, or bachelor number three. Okay. Um, bachelor number one. I have, if I were to become horribly obsessed over some convoluted lore, uh, what would you do to snap me out of it? Any convoluted plot you could come up with, I, I would go and follow it through all the way to the end, just, just to win your heart over. There's nothing I can't overcome to do this. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, wait, am I supposed to be nice? Is this what this I'm like, oh, it's a good answer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can. Ethan, usually, usually it's sort of awkward. It's like, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, no, that's... that's <laughs> they move on. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, do, you're doing it perfectly. I'm just following my heart. Okay. Bachelor number two. I am on my second playthrough of your game, and I'm giving everybody really weird and bad builds and seeing if I can still win. How does this make you feel? I think that trying to overcome the odds, even though you're under-equipped and under-prepared, is the sign of a true warrior. And as long as you can get the job done, then it's worth it. All right, that sounded pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Bachelor number three. Uh, I ask you to explain the rock-paper-scissors system of swords and axes and pegasi and horses, and no matter what you do, what you say, I'm just not getting it. How do you get through to me? I think that through the proper study and hard work over the course of an entire semester, or maybe two, depending (laughs) on the speed at which you're able to, you know, learn. We all learn at our own pace, and you know, I think you'd be no exception. So I, I, I would be willing to be patient and just keep figuring it out on until we can, you know, get there. I think we would, we could, we could get there together. I think if we work together, we could, um, figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So do I ask each of them an additional question now, or just the ones that I feel like you asking? Can, you can you can repeat questions to to other people. You can ask a okay, new question, uh, or if you feel like you got a good feel for sure, it, you know you gotta go with your heart. Let's do uh, same same question as before to Bachelor Two. We would train rigorously until the day that you are ready for combat, and then we would kill our enemies without mercy. But we would do it for the people. But we would also do it because we think it's cool and fun. Okay. All right. I'm uh Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bachelor 2. Who do I who do I got? All right. Well, first let's reveal the 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 runner-ups for this one. Uh Bachelor number one, reveal yourself. Well, it's none other than the hero king Marth himself. That's right. right. That was Jeez. solid bronze energy. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good for for that. But you He's know what? He does have a boy. one true love back home. So, uh, you know, that'll work out. Let's man. bring out uh, Bachelor number three. And it's none other than the male version of Byleth. Oh, wow. The, the educator and everyone's favorite character is going to be He's in Fire Emblem Engage. He's nothing. Yeah, uh, he doesn't really have a personality. He can be whatever whatever you want, but he's yes, mostly boring. He give us nothing. I feel, like, and, I feel like already that maybe Byleth would be the one who was like better for me, but the one who I was less attracted to. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't always sense. want what's best for me. Well, uh, let's see who our lucky uh, bachelor that you'll be taking home as a body pillow is. It's none other than Sigurd, who is a lord yeah. of the lance. Pretty Whoa. nice one. Uh, just as a little bit of background for Sigurd, uh, he has a tendency to dive headfirst into conflict and often kills people that he shouldn't have because he wasn't thinking it through. But his people know him as both quote perfect and kind-hearted so he you got that descendant? going hmm? is he not a marth descendant uh he has blue hair he is a lord and not okay. a king so uh he's no just a blue hair guy well i i love that i'm i'm going with sigurd and i seem to recall that sigurd is actually who i played in that uh dynasty warriors um mm. knockoff oh. game so so it, was, it was it's meant, meant to be. It was I don't destiny. think he was in that game. Sigurd? I don't know. Who can say? I don't know. Uh, there's, there's lots of guys named Sigurd. There were a also lot of, lot of horse you're thinking and Friedrich. Pegasi you're people. thinking of Friedrich. But all right, let's keep <laughs> going. Okay. Uh, Lizzie, do you want to go ahead and enter the isolation chamber so we can introduce yes. your eligible bachelors? Yes. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> so excited. All right. All my husbandos I already have already. All right. Uh, Lizzie's going to have to literally cover her ears because we're in the same room. Mm -hmm. First up for the eligible bachelors for Lizzie, we have this fiery-headed young man with a hole in his heart from his parents' murder at the hands of the Empire. But you could be the one to fill it up. What he lacks in innate ability, he more than makes up for in sheer gumption. He's always trying his best, but he often thinks his best is just not good enough. He will never give up on you like he gives up on himself, though. So let's welcome Leaf. Clap, 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 clap. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, this crimson domed lad is more book smart than Sword Swift, but we can't help but let him smash into our hearts. He's not great with people, but he sure does try. Coming from the aristocracy, you know this guy can take care of everything you need, as long as it is an emotional maturity. 
Let's bring our boy to the stage, Roy. Roy's our boy. <laughs> and rounding out the bachelors, you know you'll feel feverish when this scarlet-haired swordsman comes to fight. He always gets straight to the point, but the secret to this man's heart is certainly his stomach. He's a mercenary with a heart of gold, and while you won't see him looking for the high life, he loves him some spicy meat. And that's why we like Ike! <laughs> okay. I had to sing a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to have to mute that. <laughs> no, you because can I could that hear, <laughs> I could hear you still very well with the covering my ears. I have a booming voice. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself to these eligible bachelors? Yes. <laughs> um, hello, boys. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey boys. Hey, boys. Uh, my name is Liz. Lizard X Lizard, otherwise known as my pen name. And I plan to add you to a collection of husbandos I already have. So you better Golf be ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> Big cheer. <laughs> All right, Lizzie, why don't you go ahead and ask these boys some questions? All right. Um, bachelor number one. What abilities would do you have that you would pass on to our child? <laughs> oh, I don't really think there's that much that's special about me, quite honestly. I mean, I guess a good work ethic, but that's not really a stat. I don't I don't know. I hope that's enough. Please God, let it be enough. God, that's so hot. No. Bachelor number two, <laughs> same question. What strengths, abilities, or stats do you have that you would pass on to our child of war? Well, I'm well-read, uh, respected, so he would gain a high status in society. Uh, I think that he could have the family sword, of course. Um, and, uh, 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 sorry, I'm not used to talking to girls this long. Uh, I just think he would, I think, sorry, I was thinking about us having a baby. I, I, think, he, I think he would be cool. I, oh, I think okay. I would. Family sword, family sword. Okay, bachelor number three. Same question. From he, from me, he would gain a fighting spirit rivaled by no one. Okay, <laughs> short and sweet. Um, bachelor number three. Yes. What would you describe your personality as in a very concise? <laughs> Almost trope-like description. I, I hate the aristocracy, but I respect good fighters, and I am very powerful. All right, bachelor number three is my choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's let's see the boys that you oh, did not choose. <laughs> Uh, bachelor number one, will you come from behind the stage? We have coming up is a young leaf. That's right. Yeah. The, uh, younger nephew, I think to Sigurd. I don't know. It's all Royal family bullshit like. to me. Man. He, he is, uh, he is very unsure of himself, oh, but kid. tries really hard. 
Poor boy probably didn't want to come out front after that absolute savagery. Uh, second of our bachelors that will be going home with a consolation prize today. Uh, it's a spellbook of D class. Uh, we have Roy. Oh, that's right, Roy. Roy's our boy. Roy Roy's is boy. a lot more book smart than he is uh, fight smart, but he is, you know, he tries his best and he's got a lot of gumption. Uh, and uh, he's like twelve. And no, Lizzie, who you'll be taking home today as your new mercenary husbando is Ike. Yes! <laughs> That's right. This powerful mercenary with a heart of gold is more concerned with what he can fill his stomach with than when he can go on a date. But uh, you take him out to a nice place with a spicy meat platter and he'll be all right. Yes, I love Ike. I like Ike, in fact. That's a joke we already made while you weren't listening. <laughs> Here, I hope it's the really buff version of Ike. You know it's the Smash Brothers one. Here's you, something that version's in Smash Brothers. Here's something that's <laughs> bullshit. I, you might know Fire Emblem as the series where all of like most of the anime characters from Smash Brothers come from. Not only do Roy, Ike, and Marth never meet or mm-hmm. interact at all, but uh-huh. they don't even know of each other. Yeah. They just all showed up in <laughs> Smash and I mean, to be fair, neither does Corn. Yeah. So the only people that would know of each other in a way are Crom and Lucina and And Marth. Marth. Yeah. <laughs> so Robin's also in there. Oh um, yeah. Robin oh yeah, right. And, and then Robin knows Crom and Lucina. Yeah. yeah. Is it uh, well Crom's Crom's not in Smash. Crom is just Oh Robin's right. Crom is ult. just a it, no, he's just a trophy. No, I mean, when or, uh, Robin support. does her smash move, yeah. then she summons Krom, and he's like, who do you want me to You're beat right. up? Yeah. You're right. Man, I can I just say uh, that, that that was a lot of fun, and thank you, CJ, because <laughs> I was sincerely frightened that you were going to trick me into saying I would like to take a seven-year-old girl who's actually 10,000 <laughs> years old home. Well, Ethan, you're well, not out of the woods yet because yeah. next up oh, we no! have the waifu round. <laughs> Don't worry, Ethan. I know you're in a relationship, but as I keep telling Lizzie, falling in love with an anime girl does not technically count as cheating. <laughs> All right. Uh, so why don't you head on over to the isolation booth while I introduce these okay. eligible bachelorettes? Right, just, are you going to do me dirty here, CJ? <laughs> we'll see you in a bit, Ethan. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, none of the dragons are in it, so he's fine. But, you know, there's some are questionable. All right, first off, she might be a nomad, but you'll be glad that you got to meet her. This bandit hater won't let you get away with stealing her heart unless you earned her favor on the battlefield. The practitioner of feminism, you won't see her letting the boys have all the fun. She's got green hair, green eyes, and a dress that lets you see her thighs. It's Ooh. Lynn. I love Lynn. Next up on the Bachelorette list, we have a young lady who has waited a negative amount of time to meet you. Hailing from a dystopic future, she has come back to set things right, but that doesn't mean she can't find love in the process. So skilled with a blade, she could pass as Marth. There will be no mistaking this contestant, Lucina. Yay, that's our girl. And rounding out the ladies, she just wants everyone to get along. Torn between worlds, maybe you could be the one that puts the pieces of her heart back together. She will think of you as a brother, which in this case is a good thing, I guess. 
She loves poetry and philosophy, but hates basic household chores, so good luck with that. Quick to trust and just as quick to be betrayed, it's the stunning Corin. Yeah, corn. Yeah, we like throw corn on stage. Ethan, Ethan, welcome back to the stage. You've already got one husbando bagged up in the back. Now you've come <laughs> back to find love with a waifu. Uh, okay. What would you like to ask our eligible bachelorettes? And they are all they're all eligible bachelorettes. In a- <laughs> The standards of Japan, yes, Ethan. <laughs> oh my God! All right, I I will let you know that there is one mine in this field. So, <laughs> oh, bachelorette. All right, okay. I'm in. I'm full game faced. Uh huh. Bachelorette number one. We are uh playing video games with the boys. And they all insist that you need to be the team's healer. How do you react to this? I kill them and show them that women can fight better than men, actually. (laughs) Okay, fun answer. (laughs) Like it. Uh, Bachelorette number two, same question. I think there's a diplomatic way that we could all play as not the healer. (laughs) Maybe all going some sort of hybrid role. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Uh, Bachelorette number three, same question. Could you breed everyone together to make the optimal classes? Thus, the person who would be the healer would just be whichever of us has the best stats for healing. Oh, I, that makes me feel a little uh, in danger. And... Uh, we're just gonna keep keep pushing on. So let's see. Um Bachelorette number three. I bring you home to my uh loving parents after we've been dating for a while. Uh what do you think their first impression of you would be? Well, I'm very familiar with meeting parents. Usually they are my own, but <laughs> I think that I can get any family member to love me unconditionally. And so I would Weird just use, you said that. Use, my, use my charm to win them over. And I think they would be on my side pretty much right away. Okay. Uh, bachelorette number one, same question. I would show them the prowess that I have on the battlefield. And they would be so impressed... They would have no choice but to accept me as their new daughter. Okay. Um, bachelorette number two. I come home after uh, a long day, and I, I let you know I got fired from my important job. What is our next step as a couple? There is no event that cannot be undone with enough effort and pure ambition and the power of dragon magic, so I know that we can find a way to get through this together. Okay, like, that was very kind of you, but also the dragon magic thing sounds like a very big red flag. (laughs) 
Is that is that a problem for you, Ethan? Are you anti dragon? <laughs> whoa, 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 Murmur, whoa, whoa, whoa! Murmurs from behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll just we'll just a little uh, <laughs> uh, bachelorette one same question. I just uh, got fired. We could slay enough bandits to bring in their rewards to bring in some extra income, but I can earn bread just as well as you. Do you think I can't? I can. <laughs> okay. Uh, let, you know, Bachelorette 1 sounds like she would get along pretty well with the husbando I have already acquired. Uh, so let, let's go with Bachelorette number one. All right, let's see who will be going home with a decorative tea set. Uh, first up, the young lady, Lucina. That's right, Bachelorette number yeah. two is Lucina. Hailing from the dystopian future, she has come back in time to make things right with her pop pop chrome. And if you're smart, you should engage with her in Fire Emblem Engage. But she is a teenager, so okay. Hopefully, so, the two teenager is, ages that are cool. Is that the the bullet that I dodged, or is there another bullet? Number three, Bachelorette. <laughs> is none other than the stunning Corin. That's right, Ethan. Corin is a video game character you can play in two different video games, and you can woo all of the family members between all of the games if you really want to, because they're all half-siblings, kind of, so it's all cool with her, but unfortunately, that sibling love energy is not for you, so Corin's gonna have to go home. Yeah. I think she's also a dragon, maybe, but uh, who cares? And Ethan, the young bachelorette that you're going to be going home with today is the mighty Lynn. That's right. Lynn from the older Fire Emblem games. She is out to prove that women can be just as much, if not more, effective on the battlefield as men. And she is as fierce on the battlefield as she is in the bedroom. So have fun with that. Yeah. I, I mean, Lynn is one of the most popular overall Fire Emblem characters. Yeah, she's radical in the game. I think it's she's like generally listed as the fan favorite female character ever. She loves uh, slaying bandits, but she's not a princess. Cool. She's, should, she's got green hair and a ponytail. That's very long. Yeah, let me let me take a look. She's got oh, a okay. Yeah, she has uh, killed me in <laughs> yeah. Super Smash Brothers many a time. Yes, yeah, she will do nicely. Yeah, she is a trophy. <laughs> Yeah, she's a trophy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm fun, fun with that. All right. That, Don't tell that her went... that. She'll kill you. <laughs> that went well, All right. I guess. All right, let's Lizzie, let's finish it up with the last three All characters right. you can play. I'll I'll like, go over there. Okay. Sing. Yeah, do it, do what you gotta do. <laughs> Lizzie is leaving the apartment. All right. Now is this is this a, a trick, CJ, where you uh you make them all just like not not cool ladies so that you your wife does not realize oh actually i'd be much better off with just uh swinging the other way swinging ethan, the other I side can, of the field ethan i can ruin a joke myself i don't need your help <laughs> all right coming down coming down first on the list of eligible bachelorettes for the young lizzie this kind and loyal lady is both strong and beautiful she is always putting others first and is loyal to a fault. She dislikes killing just as much as she does it anyway. Let's hear it for the blue-haired Erica. 
Next bachelorette, this kind and loyal lady is both strong and beautiful. She is always putting others first and is loyal to a fault. She dislikes killing just as much as she does it anyway. Let's hear it for the silver-haired Micaiah. Wait, what was the difference between <laughs> And finally, rounding out the bachelorettes, this kind and loyal lady is both strong and beautiful. She is always putting others first and is loyal to a fault. She dislikes killing just as much as she does it anyway. Let's hear it for the red-haired oh, Nikaya. Oh, this it. is Celica. Sorry, I didn't change the name on that copy paste. <laughs> They've got to different do another hair, take. <laughs> no, it's fine, Lizzie. <laughs> All right, honey, are you ready to pick an eligible bachelorette? Yes. All right. What are your questions for these three beautiful young ladies? Uh, bachelorette number one. Yeah? What is your class? Or rather, what do you fight with? Uh, if you fight. Hold on, I'm I'm checking my <laughs> let me dating check profile. my inventory. I'm thinking really hard. I hold on, let me look in my hand and see what I'm holding. Uh, uh, I feel like what is this called again? Uh, I would I would say that I use a sword as a as a myrmidon mostly. Oh, okay. Uh bachelorette number two, same question. <laughs> I feel like let I me, was. Let me look down on <laughs> my lap and see what I I'm also I was, holding. I was trying to figure out like and forget which personality would vibe with me, and Lizzie is straight up just trying to deduce who these characters she knows are. I I am I use books. I okay. I like magic and and witchcraft and such. I'm just playing this game how I play Fire Emblem. All right, that's <laughs> very fair. fair. Uh, bachelorette number three, same question. Let me pull out my <laughs> weapon from its sheath. <laughs> it looks, it looks like I fill the role of priestess. So oh, I guess it doesn't a have a sheath. I guess. I guess it was, it was a, it was the holy bible. I kept in a decorative sheath. <laughs> bachelorette number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh do you do you like do you like to uh have someone blow air on you very gently? <laughs> Maybe uh, even kind of touch your face like this a little bit gently. Uh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but only in the DLCs. Oh, okay. Oh, murmurs in the crowd. Murmurs in the crowd. Oh. 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 Uh, bachelorette number two, same question. Uh, same answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh blog right. murmurs in the crowd. Oh. Bachelorette number three. You better, you better believe it. <laughs> it's, it's the same all the way across. I <laughs> oh, didn't help me make my decision. All right. Yeah, that was um, weird. <laughs> Um, <laughs> bachelorette number one, uh, would you be friends with the shifter class character in your game, which would maybe be a dragon person 
or a bunny person or a cat person or a wolf person or a swan person or a raven person or an eagle person. I could go on. I don't think you could, but I also think that the... I think that diplomacy can prevail across all races. So you don't think you would be friends, but you think that diplomacy is is good? I think I would tolerate anyone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bachelorette number two, same question. I also think all people should be... that we could all work together and anyone can work together if they want to. Bachelorette number three, please give me something different. I think that (laughs) no matter what a person's background, they could all be part of a big group of people who do war if they have to. (laughs) But only if they have to. All right, um... Rapid fire, bachelorette number one, what's your favorite kind of tea? I like... (laughs) I did not think this is going to be rapid fire. (laughs) I like blue tea. (laughs) Bachelorette number two. I like... (laughs) White tea. Bachelorette number three. I like red tea. Okay. Confusing. I'm just gonna pick one of you because I got kind of the same vibes from all of you. That's impossible. We're three. They're saying this in unison. We're three totally unique characters with different traits. I'm gonna just go with Bachelorette number one. All right. Well, let's see who's going home today. First up, we have Micaiah. She is a kind and loyal lady. Uh, she's always putting. Other people first, but she doesn't want to fight. She just has to fight. So, whoopsie. Okay. Bachelor number three coming to the stage is Celica. Celica is both strong and beautiful, and she doesn't want to fight unless she has to fight, but she wants to not do that, but she will do that. Okay. And then the bachelorette that you're going to be going home with today is none other than Erica. Erica, strong and beautiful oh, Erica. Okay. She does dislike killing, but she knows that sometimes she has to do it anyway. And so she powers through it. So you picked the one with the blue hair. It says a lot <laughs> right. about you. Uh, her hair is like teal. I recall correctly. Teal is a type of blue. Anyway, that's the Bachelorette yeah. game, the dating game. And just like that, we've come to the end of the episode. Who's that in the on the other side? It's John Cena with a chair, with a steel chair. He's got the steel chair. He's taking out the wife who's in his bondage. Advantage against. Oh Blue. my God! It's a bloodbath. Well, oh. thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of the Lore. You know, we appreciate it every time you guys spend your days, evenings, afternoons listening to us talk about fantastical bullshit. Uh, this one has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to share the lore of one of my favorite game series with you, even though I think it's some of the dumbest shit that's ever been put to paper. 
If you guys want some more dumb shit, we have all sorts of different pieces of media out there right now. We have a stream at twitch.tv slash cooking with spices. We have been doing some big air quotes speed run races with a good friend of the channel, Mishka. We've been playing through Mario and Zelda and just doing it as fast as an untrained boy can. So... That's been pretty fun to do. Come join the nail-biting, neck-and-neck racing that is amateur speedrunning. Also, we have a Twitter at Spices With. You can tweet us ideas for shows. Tweet us how we're doing. Uh, just say, hey, you know, we're here. We're here to listen to you. Uh, and we've also got a YouTube channel. Uh, it is Cooking with Spices. You can get there at youtube.com slash at Spices with. We have some of those re-uploads from those races from the Twitch channel up there. We'll be putting some other re-uploads from the Twitch streaming. We've also got some Let's Plays that we've been doing. We'll put up that as well for you guys to take a look at. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube right now, well, you made it all the way to the end. Why not smash the subscribe button? Why not delicately fondle the like button and tell it how much you care about it? <laughs> Gently blow air on that bell. Gently blow air on the bell so that you're <laughs> notified uh, every time we upload a video. We will be releasing our Lore You Know episodes every other week, as always. But now we're putting up some extra content on the YouTube channel. So check us out there. I think that's all of our stuff, Lizzie. Thank you again for coming and filling in the girl role, giving us a little representation, female perspective on those beautiful husbandos. Of course. You can check Lizzie out. She is Lizard X Lizard on most platforms. She has a card that has all of the stuff she's working on. She's got a web comic, webtoons, uh, Finding Fiends coming into season number two. Very exciting. Uh, make sure to keep up with that and uh, check out her other socials. Uh, on top of that, we always want to thank Gail Kitsune for doing all the artwork for this podcast. And we want to thank Apajo for the beautiful intro and outro music. Ooh, I, 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 I nailed that. That was a critical hit <laughs> of, of, a lot of plugs. Say. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on. Oh my God, what a vibrant and alive channel that you should definitely tune into and keep consuming our content. But unfortunately, this one has come to an end. So until we see you all again, I have been CJ. I've been Ethan. And I've been Lizard X Lizard. And why do the spears not beat everything? They're the longest one. They would stab you from the farthest away. I mean, they're they're very slow. And speaking of slow, uh, can I get my husbando and wifeo like direct mail to me, or is it just gonna kind of be snail mail? Well, it looks like they've run off with each other. So sorry, oh, Ethan, right. but it was all for naught. Oh, there they I go. Know, I had fun on the show. Was, I had a good time here. It was really good. Don't worry, we'll be sending you home with a new pair of socks that have your own face on them. Well, so long, everyone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amazing.